0: Welcome, true believer readers, to another episode of Let's Read Spider Man. And here is a man who would never forget how many arms Doc Ock has, my two armed friend Eddie. How are you today, Eddie? Ooh, I'm a little sleepy, but
1: I'm ready to podcast for sure. And I could use a couple of extra arms. I'm tired from
0: playing and doing all sorts of stuff. <laughs> uh, you've been offered an opportunity from our sponsor <laughs> to have extra arms and We have audio clips that you declined it. They they would have to be far more temporary and less medically dangerous. I, I don't care what you do. You just can't be. And when you're offered the opportunity for six arms, you can't be like, no, I don't want that. And then when you only have two, you can't be like, I wish I had six. I'm just saying pick a lane.
1: Uh, You know, James B. Sponsors, I'm sure we got one today. Why don't you tell us about our
0: first book we're reading? The Amazing Spider-Man issue 130, Betrayed, written by Jerry Conway, artistic skills of Ross Andrew, and inked by F. Yakoya and D. Hunt.
1: Oh, this is a Christmas bonus one. And before I even start, I got to say, it's all over the place. Where's Ian? I I need him to help me summarize the Scatterbrain issue. I hope he's out there.
0: You can't give all the bad summaries to Ian to make him do the work. You need to do the work once in a while. All right. Well, he did a good job. He'll, he'll have to give us commentary afterward. Although I will interrupt and say if there's any other listeners out there who want to come in and write the tough summaries for us, you know, oh, man. reach out to us, please.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, in this one, Spidey is attacking some yellow-suited goons climbing out of a manhole as he tries to question one of them. His mind is fried before he can speak the full name of his boss. Uh, can I take a minute to describe these guys? Yeah, please. Go ahead. I, it's notable, I think, since we haven't had goons not like dressed in normal clothing. These guys I would describe as uh, kind of G.I. Joes in Chernobyl outfits, <laughs> trying to, um, you know, climbing out of a manhole cover. Keep in mind there's snow all over the ground. the The antithesis of inconspicuous, I guess we could say. <laughs> So Spider-Man seeing him is not too far-fetched. And I got to say, there's a guy in the crew named Flaky. (laughs) Who hires somebody named Flaky to do a job,
0: James B.? Well, actually, one of the characters, possibly Reno, I believe his name is, says, (laughs) after referring to Flaky, I always knew that guy would bug out on us. (laughs) Yeah, Eddie, so did I, because when people bug out, they call them Flaky. (laughs) Lazy writing. We'll just name the guy what what he does. Is the guy that's working hard is his name like Handy? They're like, that guy's really good with tools.
1: Smarty. Maybe you can help us figure this out. All right. Well, meanwhile, in a meeting between the Jackal and Hammerhead, the Jackal mocks and toys with Hammerhead. Hammerhead curses the Jackal and Doc Ock. The Jackal departs thinking himself a puppeteer manipulating two of his criminal adversaries
0: into fighting each other. (laughs) I like that the Jackal takes the time to explain to us that he works alone and that he wears a costume. Eddie, both of those things I-, I did not know were true. Especially last issue, I saw him with the Punisher. I really thought he might be some sort of like mutated creature, but he also claims to be running the city. I believe he says, quote, the Jekyll has risen to supremacy, which you could never dream. Eddie, speaking of never, I've never even heard of this guy before the last issue. Where is this all coming from? as i've been
1: saying we've been missing a lot of story that's been happening not in spider-man i think some of this is really good storytelling that we're missing too because clearly this
0: this guy's a big player and we don't know anything about him yeah Um. and and you mean of course that we're missing things because they're not being told to us not i mean we're covering marvel team up as well and nothing's going on over there they got plenty of room to build these backstories right but but I do like when there's two villains. I love seeing Hammerhead and the Jackal. I love seeing non-Spider-Man characters pop it into the issue.
1: Ah, speaking of non-Spider-Man characters, uh, Johnny Storm is asleep, and Spidey wakes him up to go test drive the new Spider-Mobile. <gasps> what a sequence the Spider-Mobile has here for about uh, what three pages, James B?
0: Yeah, we we could do so much here. Um, this. <laughs> Spidermobile, I don't, I don't understand the purpose of saying. I thought it was to prove like something about like an engine at first, just the engine, right?
1: Yes, it's a self-proclaimed, a corny idea from Spider-Man and the narrator in several issues before this. Uh, I particularly enjoy because I know it irks you, the spider beam or light, uh, <laughs> spider signal. Yes, yes, the spider signal yes. is a prominent we, feature on this. Yeah, I, I describe it as a, a dune buggy with spider-man it's, stuff i
0: i agree it's it's a buggy it it's apparently got web fluid in it because it shoots webs <laughs> yeah it has a lot of strange feet did you see that spider-man could click a button and it like it looks like a regular car
1: yes later on we see that what i mean that's the most amazing part of the spider mobile yes but i i like how it, this happens several times the character who has a thing has the thing behave like it so
0: i guess it, foreshadowing in the future there and after these three pages of us talking about this crazy Spider-Mobile, we're burying the lead. Right? Uh, Spider-Man doesn't seem to be able to drive it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> he's the worst driver, and Johnny Storm <laughs> literally tells him, "Stop driving the car. You don't know how to drive." And he's like, "Oh, I didn't know I was going to need to drive. I couldn't afford a car." <laughs> and you're just like, "What? Yeah. What is going on?" And then, and then, then immediately the story moves on. Yeah. Peter
1: returns home, where MJ finds him and declares she will keep him from failing out of college. <laughs> they discuss ned and betty's impending christmas eve party a couple days later there's another robbery again enacted by the yellow suited goons utilizing his spider mobile spider-man subdues the crooks but hammerhead shows up and knocks him out um, hammerhead knocks spider-man out for 16
0: minutes here very precise how <laughs> he's gone yes and This whole sequence, every single thing we talked about, we could spend the entire thirty minutes talking about here. (laughs) You you really did have a tough issue, just to summarize. Um, I guess we'll just yes, Hammerhead knocks him out and leaves him there, and then goes off and does whatever for whatever reason. I, I just, I have a lot to say about this. Why don't we? Can we close this whole thing up and then we'll Uh, we'll talk about these? Yeah, the
1: critical part at the end of this is that Hammerhead drops a letter and Spidey finds it in the snow Uh, he decides to rush to Ned and Betty's party and then at the party reads the letter discovering something about Aunt May she will regret Um, he immediately changes into Spidey and swings to Westchester where he peers through Doc Ock's mansion window to see Aunt May in a ceremony marrying
0: Dr. Otto Octavius. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Uh, First of all, great job keeping the summary manageable. I got to say. Oh,
1: thank you. It was, it's all over the place.
0: Uh, I I had in my notes that I wanted to give you three unmentioned things that were crazy. I think it might bring up to seven right now. I just can't. (laughs) There's so many things we didn't even talk about. I'm going to. Okay, we talked about the fact that Spider-Mobile can disguise itself. I'm just going to let that one go. Okay. Right, I'll give you four. I'll give you four. I'll give you four, Okay, I'm ready. Okay, here we go. First of all, J. Jonah Jameson at the party decides to give Peter a cigar because he's in a good mood and gives Peter a cigar. All right, I'll leave that alone for a second. Okay. Aunt May gets married and doesn't tell Peter, I'm getting married, come to the wedding. There's an envelope... Hammerhead's carrying around just in general like why does he have this envelope that he's carrying around with him for some reason? Okay. And um <laughs> maybe the fact that MJ is like obsessed with trying to get Peter under a mistletoe even though his girlfriend <laughs> just died. Uh, I that that's not even those
1: those are all crazy things that I my 3 would be like <laughs> Why are G.I. Joe goons, they're able, they have jetpacks, like Hammerhead's goons have jetpacks for one of the robberies here. They sure do. <laughs> Hammerhead rams the Spider-Mobile and just knocks it over. I mean, Hammerhead is becoming stronger and stronger all over the place. <laughs> and, um, yes, this Ant May getting married panel at the very end, and this has got to be one of the most detailed panels we've seen drawn in Spider-Man. There's this incredible level of detail going on here. Um, I, I got to say, James B., I think Doc Ock said to Aunt May, you know, I've told your nephew that uh, you're getting married, so he'll he'll be here for the wedding. And then he's just kept her in such a frenzy that she, you know, didn't even really – I mean – Peter did hung he, up the phone with her in this issue, so. But she
0: worries about him. He did. He did hang up on her. Of yeah. How convenient, right? Right. She worries about him so much for every little thing. She's afraid, like he can't take care of himself half the time. I guess this is to show us now that she's moved past that version of Aunt May. We have I, a different version of Aunt May now.
1: I think it's more to show that Doc Ock is manipulating her and manipulating her very cleverly. I I'd love to believe Aunt May is smarter than what she comes across as. She she comes across as a real. Early MJ kind of character, just a ding dong, not really
0: knowing what's going on here. Okay, the jet, the jet packs, the jet packs we've seen before with Spider-Man using them in part of his costume. Agree. True,
1: that's true. I forgot so, that. So
0: now, let's talk about this wedding. Doc okay. Ock is the master planner, is he not? He is. As always, he is been. The, he is the self-proclaimed by Spider-Man in this book his number one enemy. He calls it. Spider-Man calls it. You're my number one enemy. Yeah. Who, who who thinks is around? That's probably his best bet. Okay. Where did Hammerhead get that piece of paper? and What to say on it? You tell me.
1: I I mean I think it reveals what will be revealed in the next issue um, that we know about Aunt May that she has. Oh oh,
0: you think like, it's that? Yeah. Oh, I think I did not. Yeah. I did not think it's okay. So why does he have it? He has. I
1: think he has it because it was part of his criminal enterprise to investigate Doc Ock and find dirt on him or like what he was planning. And I, okay. I gotta say it's, he, I, it's a master stroke on Hammerhead's part, I guess.
0: Okay. In a, so you know, I understand. I'm just wondering why Hammer I mean, again, the story is, you know, we're reading a comic book. I get it. Peter hung up on his aunt because MJ came in. How convenient, you know, <laughs> for he's, sure. He's, they're setting things up. So like this is going to happen because <laughs> we need, you know, we talked about last issue that he had to be in his Peter Parker, uh, Persona at one point, so when the vulture and called him out, he could be like, Wait a second, this is the second time you've interrupted me. And then Peter could put two and two together. How can that's why he wasn't in the Spider Man costume while he was investigating? Yeah, I'm asking, what is the logic behind Hammerhead running around with a piece of paper so when he drops it, it reveals the Spider Man? Because he hasn't dropped this piece of paper. A lot, a lot of things go better for him. I,
1: I guess it's like the most precious thing he has. He knows that this will like turn the tide in his criminal organization, so he wouldn't trust anyone even a safe with it i guess
0: since it's honest person i don't know (laughs) okay you know well that's the closest i get the other things i wanted to talk about which would have been jonah and mj we can skip them for now maybe if you have time we'll talk about them later
1: yeah there's some Um,
0: quite a bit of mj in the next issue so let's move on okay well let's get our sponsor out of the way oh how could i forget yes james b eddie do your best to just (laughs) politely listen to the sponsor and then we can move on to the next issue of course okay Originally designed as a one-off product to promote an engine, a new buggy has revolutionized the Jeep market, setting several new benchmarks in the areas of styling, handling, and signaling, encompassing what Corona Motors calls a web-fluidic design. The current generation Spidermobile looks a lot more expensive than its $259,130 base price. Only one engine is offered, a 2.4-liter direct non-polluting four-cylinder engine paired with a six-speed manual, or you can customize it to an automatic transition depending on how comfortable you are driving. Generous amenities is what the Spider-Mobile is all about. It offers XM radio, Bluetooth hands-free technology, an ejector seat, bright red (laughs) LED turn signals, and a bright red large spider signal. In addition... Corona Motors buyers enjoy touchscreen navigation, front and side airbags, web shooting from the front and sides, and camouflage mode with traction control. Some say not offering a warranty might be a dumb, corny idea, but <laughs> Corona Motors stands by their product. The Spidermobile is a non-polluting vehicle made for heroes like you. Well, that is a...
1: One of our biggest ticket items we've ever had on the show, but uh offering an ejector seat to our fans? Um, I don't I don't know, James B. Also it it's this issue this ad isn't running in Portable Restroom Magazine.
0: No, it's not. Who <laughs> are our listeners gonna find? <laughs> we they they find it by listening to us.
1: Eddie. Oh, of course. Well, well seems you like know. you're kind of taking a shot at the sponsor there I, a little bit. No, of course not, but I don't have that kind of cash later on, James B. <laughs> well, maybe one, maybe someone listening does. They, they can let us know how much they enjoyed the spider Bill when they have a chance. Um,
0: Are you implying that all our listeners read Portable Restroom monthly?
1: <laughs> I just – I thought that was the connection between our sponsors often and us. Like, no, they, no,
0: Portable Restroom Operator Magazine is a magazine that happens to be another place if they want to see a print ad. We don't offer print. We're, we're an audio – Oh, I, I, I advertise see. well. Maybe you want to look at the maybe you want to look at the Spidermobile. <laughs> and but you can't in portable restroom operated magazines. They're just not advertising them. We're we're lucky to get this business. Yes, we
1: most certainly are. Because okay, this is supposed I'm, to be a quick I'm sponsor. Not, you know, so be good.
0: difficult. Tell Please. me about tell me about the next issue, James. B. Uh, <laughs> The Amazing Spider-Man issue 131, My Uncle, My Enemy, written by Jerry Conway, artistic skills of Ross Andrew, inked by F. Yekoya and D. Hunt. By the way, Eddie, if you haven't realized it, I did a little research on how to say the word Yekoya. Thank you, James B. Much yes. appreciated. Yes. I didn't <laughs> want to have one of our infamous Len Ween, Len Wine, <laughs> Len Wein situations go down again. That was, that, you
1: know, that's just... That's just the way it goes down for me sometimes. So um, let me see if I can say Doc Ock and Spidey here at the beginning, because uh, at the beginning of this issue, we see Spidey once again peeking into the mansion to see Doc Ock and Aunt May at the altar when Hammerhead breaks down the door. Doc Ock quickly shepherds Aunt May to his brilliantly designed underground helo pad. They board a Sikorsky and are quickly followed by Hammerhead in a considerably more retro helicopter that Spidey manages to latch onto. Hammerhead stealthily pilots after the bride and groom into Canada, where it is revealed that Aunt May's inheritance is... A crummy Canadian island. (laughs) But the narrator informs us that the island has one of the world's most sophisticated nuclear breeding reactors i i gotta take a minute here james b there's just a lot
0: going on uh why don't you why don't you tell us about something yeah (laughs) i was sure she was getting something but i had no idea it was something like this Uh, you know what i'm calling i think this is actually great writing i like this being a island in canada with a You know, it's far enough away that we don't really know a lot about it, but close enough we can still kind of make it part of the adventure. I I liked it. I also want to mention there's a huge battle in the beginning of this book with bullets flying everywhere. Spider-Man's watching from outside, and there's, like, machine guns going off. And I'm like, get in there! And the characters are, like, you know, diving for cover, and there's bullets ripping, and then uh, Hammerhead's like, Shoot them all with the stun pellets. Knock them all out. You're going to be asleep for six hours with our stun pellets. And I'm like, oh. I'm like, that's why Spider-Man doesn't have to swoop in right away and protect me. Because he's announcing that I'm shooting stun pellets at them. (laughs) He
1: just assumes everyone's going to be fine no matter what. Even though. Yeah, I don't know. It's amazing. That Hammerhead. Fight scene. Well, speaking of Hammerhead, he decides to ram his helicopter into Doc Ock's helicopter. And a battle ensues between the goons on the island. Uh, I think it's safe to assume Flaky's not in this battle, but probably not. <laughs> Hammerhead, uh, Doc Ock, and Spidey are all fighting. When Spidey knocks out Doc Ock, snatches Aunt May, and manages to find a plane with very simple controls.
0: Yeah, and in here, (laughs) I look at my notes, and I saw your notes, and we had nearly the word for word, Eddie. Um, I'll let you do the honors. Go ahead. (laughs) Spider-Man can
1: fly a plane, but couldn't drive the (laughs) Spidermobile.
0: Yeah, I gotta go back. A minute ago, I said great writing. This part here is terrible writing. However... I'm gonna assume we've only read two issues in a row here, but right. I'm gonna assume that we need uh, Peter slash Spider-Man to be a bad driver for some future twist. <laughs> there's no reason to have him driving his car out of control unless there's something weird about the car or weird about his driving. And I'll yeah. give them credit that they're a couple issues ahead in their writing. And well, because hey, hey, Eddie he can really ride that rock a in red cycle. So. True. Well,
1: since he got it from Johnny storm, who knows what Johnny storm did to that car before he gave it to him? Just a <laughs> long time rivalry there. It's like turn right actually means turn left. Good luck Spidey. <laughs> so, uh, Spidey takes off with Aunt May and flies safely away just after Hammerhead finds Doc Ock next to the main nuclear breeding reactor
0: and decides to ram it causing a massive explosion. I- I have to jump in here in the middle of your summary. Do you know how many times you have said that Hammerhead, <laughs> blah, 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 is going to ram something? Either with his head or with his plane it, or – is this all this guy does? I, it's just like
1: uh, when we had the the gray statue um, guy and he's like, I want to turn everyone gray. Or the lizard's like, let's make everyone into the reptiles. These, these guys got to stay in character and Hammerhead only knows one way to fight. That's by – yeah. Ramming.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Amberhead's going to resurface in 11 years in a different uh, form. He's going to be part of the Masters of the Universe collection, Eddie. Um, His character is known as Ram Man. (laughs) And anybody who's a pop culture Masters of the Universe people knows exactly who I'm talking about. And I'm going to tell you right now, he looks exactly the same. (laughs) Really? Absolutely. Everybody who's at a computer, Google Ram Man, Masters of the Universe, M-O-T-U, and you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. Please, Eddie, finish up the last (laughs) few sentences here. Uh, There's a brief epilogue at the end where MJ, who
1: earlier had been upset by Peter's abrupt departure from Betty and Ned's party, has a conversation with Betty explaining she likes Peter too much to love him. She departs like Scarlett O'Hare to think more about it tomorrow. So, um, Hammerhead and Doc Ock are dead here, right? That's, that's what we come to conclusion?
0: Yeah. Um, Ram Man here rammed his head into some kind of nuclear <laughs> reactor and blew up the entire island. And if this is a nuclear reactor, I would assume half of Canada as well?
1: <laughs> a large
0: swath of Canada. Like, he killed... It's now filled with radiation. Millions of people just died. <laughs> and we will wait and see the literal fallout in the next issue, because we, you and I did not read past this. Agree? No, I have not read at all there's so so much
1: mystery here it's
0: amazing this is why it's good to be us because we can assume they're dead until they tell us otherwise we get to live just like a 1974 kid yeah um eddie once again this book full of crazy strange things i'm going to try again to give you a couple strange things we didn't really talk too much about all right and you can pick the one that you want to talk about how's that all right sounds good I'm going to go with these three. You tell me which of these three uh, bothered you the most, okay? Okay, I'm ready. Number one, Hammerhead is attacking his arch nemesis. He's trying to destroy Doc Ock with six-hour sleep and stun pellets. Okay. Number two, Aunt May has a somewhat general acceptance of this day as she shuffled onto planes and into nuclear reactors and people are fighting and shooting machine guns. And she's basically just saying, what's going on? And Avious, Dr. Octavius is moving her lungs. So don't worry about it, dear. I'll explain this all to you later. Or number three, in the middle of the book, there's a big like four-panel break where Joe Robbie tries to explain some romantic advice <laughs> to all the characters.
1: Uh, and he ends, too, with kind of a pun where he's like, now that boy's got his feet on the ground, and then Spider-Man's on top of the helicopter, right? <laughs> or I, latched on. I, I absolutely, yes. I, <laughs> we can include the, the pun if you Man, like. This is hard. The most outrageous thing for me, though, is Hammerhead with these goons with stun guns. I, Hammerhead is a 30s gangster, and very much so. And he now has G.I. Joes with stun guns? What? <laughs>
0: Yeah, so I I came up with one out for them here. It's not great, but is it that he doesn't want to hurt Aunt May because he needs to marry her? Oh. maybe. I,
1: I gotta I gotta think. All right, we have drugs in Spider Man now. Aunt May is drugged up this whole time. I'm just gonna say it like hmm, that's got to okay. be the case. There's no way she's this befuddled, even as Aunt May. It
0: she is looks Joe- so dumb. <laughs> Is Joe Robbie also a little uh, under the influence here as he's sitting here waxing poetic about, (laughs) now I know what you're saying to yourself. What does Joe Robertson know about romance? More than you suppose, Ned.
1: Joe Robbie, Joe Robbie, illistically quoting himself. (laughs) It's it's a bad look when Joe Robbie starts talking in the third person to people. Mm, He's got the pipe, too. One
0: of my least favorite, I know. (laughs) He's kind of a wise man. No Robbie is so sophisticated in his suit all the time. Uh, do you want to talk about Doc Ock's costume during the second book? Doc Ock is fighting this entire second issue in his wedding tuxedo. <laughs> and, yeah, and and Aunt May is running around in her yeah. in her white gown with her oh. things in her hair. She is
1: depicted in not a flattering manner at all.
0: <laughs> with high heels
1: on, too, in the snow. <laughs> Hey, I had one other thing to talk about here. When Spider-Man's having trouble driving his car, it made me think, what are Spider-Man's greatest scientific achievements? He's, he's clearly a, a genius. We've seen him do a lot of things. James B., what do you think?
0: Like creating web fluid? That's That, I think, is almost certainly the top one, right? <laughs> do you think he's so brilliant. And, and I have to ask you before I answer more of your question, is his, is his web fluid in the Spider-Mobile? That I wondered
1: too. I assumed yes, because I mean Johnny Torch and him or Johnny Storm and him worked on this together. Although it does seem like Spider Man just subcontracted it out to Johnny Storm, right?
0: Because he's like the bug him. I know that the people that advertise are not the makers of the car. Like the people who no. meets, are the are they're advertising. Then there's the people who make the car. Then there's Johnny Storm who apparently builds the car, even though <laughs> Right. The engine, I think, is the only thing that, that's not proprietary. What else? What did you think his greatest scientific accomplishment
1: Well, was? I was going to go with the web fluid pretty much, too. But any one of the formulas he's mixed up to, like, cure the lizard or Morbius or his six arms that he had, even though some of them didn't work super well. But he's just a, such a brilliant mind. And it's so funny to see him bumbling around in the car. Like you said, it clearly, it's going to be some plot plot twist that happens later on with the spider mobile
0: um eddie one thing i was thinking was i love these issues um if you put on your young child intended audience lenses these are great and if you have your adult lenses on i think they're still pretty good i i gotta agree with
1: you there's just so much activity there's so many characters i know i've had this argument before in some of our not so much fun uh you know issues but you get Doc Ock, you get Hammerhead, you get the Human Torch, you get Spider-Man. Aunt May plays a prominent role. MJ, Joe Robbie, Ned Leeds, even Betty show up. I, I guess really only missing missing like Flash and Harry. Um,
0: Flashers? Yeah, Flashers in there because Mary Jane was with Flash oh, when that's true. Uh, he gets abandoned. Yeah, and Harry, of course, has a good reason not to be here. Yes, he's busy brooding and plotting, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, he's he being yeah busy being evil somewhere. These books have been pretty long. So, we really got to close it up. I'm sorry. I mean, we could go on about this all Boy, day, but For we sure. Need to tell you what, we have time to squeeze in one thing from each of us and then we got to get out of here. So, go ahead. You got 1 minute. What do you want to do? Okay. All right. 1 minute.
1: I love this one panel as Spider-Man is flying away. Doc Ock is in front of the nuclear reactor <laughs> and Doc Ock is pointing at the sign that says Danger Atomic Breeder which I would love for someone <laughs> explain to me and Hammerhead is the background and it says crump as he breaks the door down and it's like the guy's like Hammer the, that Hammer guy he's smashing down the door <laughs> so it's just it's a very funny panel to me it's one of about
0: 30 different things that are kind of hilarious and fun. Alright and my my one that I'm going to give you is, um, I'm looking at the like the fifth page. It's page seven because I have the original 131 book. Yes. And he says, uh, he comes flying in to fight Doc Ock. And he's like, Ocky, I've been meaning to talk to you. Frankly, I don't. And he gets slammed by Doc Ock's you know, metal arm. And Spider-Man thinks in his head, he, he caught me off guard with that mentally operated tentacle of his. I keep forgetting oh. when I fight Ock, I've got to deal with six arms, not two.
1: <laughs> Stan Lee's back here to tell us about everything.
0: You know, Peter's nickname is not. Uh, what is that, James he, B? He's not Smarty.
1: <laughs> it's Flaky. Flaky put the Spidey out costume on and replaced yeah. him.
0: If, if you want to give Spider-Man a nickname and let us know what it should be, how could you reach out to us, Eddie?
1: Uh, you could email us anytime at let's spiderman at gmail.com. Or you could find us on Twitter at let's Read Spidey.
0: Sounds good. So, uh... I'm James B., joined by... Eddie! And remember, it's safer to travel attached to the bottom of a retro helicopter... Or by plane, even if the pilot has no idea how to fly... Than it is to be driving with Spider-Man in the Spider-Mobile. Goodbye. Goodbye. Did you see at the end of the book, Eddie? Who's coming up next?
1: Uh, it said it at the bottom, didn't it? What was it, yeah. JSP?
0: Eddie was the Molten Man. <laughs> woo, yeah. <laughs> well, woo, yeah, Molten Man—an uh, expression that's been said by no one ever. <laughs> he's not even in the MCU for good reason. Uh, well, he, uh, he does. He's in Spider-Man.
1: Um, no way home right he appears as you're right i apologize i I, taught you that too darn it you know ian reminded me briefly of that because we were joking about this when he was. yes the the molten
0: man is in no way home as one of the (laughs) fake contraptions created by mysterio right the best iteration of the molten
1: man a not real iteration of the man.
0: (laughs) oh my god so terrible